one night I, I sort of had this dream and it said, you need to get ready. And I didn't know what I was supposed to get ready for, but I knew that I needed to get ready. So I started doing Toastmasters. I started just doing all the things that's anything that I was afraid of, I went towards. So I would just look at and say, what scares me? Okay, I'm going to go over there. What scares me? I'm going to go over there. And I just started doing the work and looking at my own personal uh, belief system, looking at my own financial sabotage, um, still doing comedy and still being terrified in groups of people, but just learning to, to get more and more comfortable. I got involved with core energetics and radical aliveness, which is somatic uh, based therapy, uh, which turned into leadership. And then I become part, I became part of the staff. And I just, for me, my whole journey was, I wanted to start these conversations around money. They say that life is full of opportunities, right? So why are so many of us dreading getting out of bed to face another day? I know what that's like. My life was full of conflict, stress, failure, and fear. When I got cancer for the second time, my choice was simple, change or die. Today, I love waking up. I love my life. I love owning my own business that is helping people learn and grow. So how do you unlock that kind of transformation in your life? Let's discover the answers together as we hear from ordinary people like you and me and their extraordinary success stories. My name is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow. Welcome, everyone. I am very excited to share with you a special guest that we have today. We have Bob Willer with us today, and Bob is a man of true integrity with an infectious energy. And I've met Bob now and been talking to him, and I can definitely vouch for that. He has a really good energy. And so, Bob, he has conquered. Um, actually, he's an, a financial expert and motivator. He's an author and a founder of Money Nerve. So Bob has actually wrote this book called Money Nerve, and I haven't read it, but I'm excited to check it out. Now, Bob, your book is already out, right? The book is out. The book okay, is out. Awesome. Check it out. So we'll have Amazon. to check that out. So Bob is just, he's just got such a great personality. Um, I'm going to let Bob actually share with you, tell us a little bit about your story and where you started and how you created this awesome money nerve. Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting. A lot of people don't believe it now, but I used to be pretty quiet other than telling jokes. So that was the only way I communicated with people. And if somebody wanted to have a serious conversation, more than a couple people, I was quiet as a mouse. Uh, in groups, when they'd say, go around the circle and say your name, I could barely just say my name and where I was from without being incredibly nervous. And, uh, but I still, for whatever reason, people still were like, Bob, you're, you're going to be this great, successful person. I couldn't see that. I was in this little box. And, I, I, you know, I, and, and whatever those limiting beliefs were, I just sort of stayed quiet and just head to the, head to the ground doing what I needed to do. I, one night, I, I sort of had this dream and it said, you need to get ready. And I didn't know what I was supposed to get ready for, but I knew that I needed to get ready. So I started doing Toastmasters. I started just doing all the things that's anything that I was afraid of, I went towards. So I would just look at and say, what scares me? Okay, I'm going to go over there. What scares me? I'm going to go over there. And I just started doing the work and looking at my own personal 
uh, belief system, looking at my own financial sabotage, um, still doing comedy and still being terrified in groups of people, but just learning it to get more and more comfortable. I got involved with core energetics and radical aliveness, which is somatic uh, based therapy, uh, which turned into leadership. And then I become part, I became part of the staff. And I just, for me, my whole journey was I wanted to start these conversations around money because there's so much financial shame and everybody that I talked to feels like they're the only one that didn't get the financial download. And so I wanted to start creating conversations so people could start to find out that they're not the only one and there's nothing to be ashamed of because we all didn't get it right. And, and here we are. Let's just keep on the journey. <laughs> right, right. Oh my gosh. Well, Bob, first of all, I can't even imagine you not being somebody that didn't feel comfortable speaking because you seem so comfortable in front of the camera and being able to speak to us today. So obviously you got over that fear through Toastmasters and some of the other things that you did. So I want to hear a little bit about this somatic, um, what do you call it? Somatic uh, therapy. It's sort of, therapy. instead of okay. couch, instead of couch therapy, instead of sitting on the couch, you're, you're getting uh -huh. into your body and, and, and really oh, feeling what's, okay. where are you holding your trauma? Got it. Okay. So you started getting some training in this and did all of a sudden you had this dream, you said, so I want to talk a little bit about that. Sounded like you had to get ready for something. So mm -hmm. this was moving you forward to kind of start facing your fears of things yeah. that you were facing. Um, and you went towards this training. So yeah. what made you kind of go that direction? Well, you know, I think there was a part, uh, there was a point in my life where I just didn't feel like things were working out. Um, I wasn't, you know, I, when I got out of college, I had this imagine, you know, imagined that I was going to be incredibly successful. I just didn't have the tools to get there. And I had all these things that were going to happen and they weren't happening and relationships weren't happening the way I wanted. And there was a part of me that just said, you know what, this is almost too hard. I don't know if I even want to stay. Like, I'm not sure I want to be here. And so I said to myself, like, you either need to make a choice. You either, you either try and figure this out or or not stay and I actually think I want to stay and so I just this work was intriguing to me um I actually went in with a bit of uh oh well let's see what happens and I ended up going into some really deep altered states and experienced a lot of stuff that I was really sort of unconscious of and I'm like what is this and they just said well that's you ready to start meeting yourself and uh so I just dove in and really started looking at uh, childhood, uh, past lives, all that stuff. And uh, it just really resonated with me. And I just, it, it just, it was very powerful work, work that I could see the results and I could feel it. That's awesome. So you started exploring who you really were, mm -hmm. kind of maybe facing some of those blocks or those fears or those, like you said, you kind of just went for everything that you were afraid of. Um, so that led you to here and to be able to, you know, go into this practice and do this, uh, this personal, like deep work that you're talking about. Um, so from that, obviously you work through some of your own issues. Mm -hmm. So then where did you go from that point to be able to actually make, you know, write this book and be an author? And I know you've created a program too. So tell us a little bit about that. Yes. So you know, what happened was at the same time um, that I was doing my work, uh, my personal work, uh, I'm also a CPA. So 
and I got it. I wanted to be a CP. I, was, I wanted to be a lawyer, but then I found out you had to talk to people and go in front of the judge and stuff. And I went, yeah, no, no. Um, I like working with numbers initially because then I didn't have to talk to anybody. But then I found out if you actually do well, they make you talk to people. So <laughs> I ended up having to talk to people. And uh, what happened though was I also then became the CFO of the comedy store uh, because I was doing comedy, the one place I felt like I could express. And I got a call from Mitzi Shore and she said, you got to help us out. And I started doing that. And as I was working with my clients, as I was working with my comic friends, the common theme was, um, I don't deserve to have money. I don't know anything about money. Uh, I'm never going to get it right. And, and so I thought, oh my gosh, all these people think everybody has a better life than them. And I'm looking at these tax returns of people that people think they want to be and they don't, <laughs> you know. And I thought, you know what, I need to write this book because one of my friends, we were at the comedy store and she, she was crying and she had just been to her family and they were all good doctors and, you know, she's from a good Jewish family. So everybody's doing the right thing. And mm -hmm. she was the one that chose, you know, entertainment. And they were just like, shame on you. And, and mm -hmm. I just thought, ah, I got to write this book. People need to know there's nothing to be ashamed of. It's just maybe we didn't get the information, but it doesn't mean we can't change our story. Ah, oh, I really love that because yeah, there's so many people, if you're drawn to something and it might not be what your family thinks is the right thing to do for them, it probably isn't. But if you're being called to it, I totally feel that. And I love that you are drawn to actually write this book. And it sounds like from the very beginning, as you had this, this, epiphany, this dream, this uh, idea of, of creating something bigger than yourself. And, uh, you know, we're led down that path. Uh, do you feel that you were led down that path because you actually stepped in faith and actually did these things that kind of drew you near that? Yeah, I think, you know, I think I heard my inner voice saying, like, get up and, and do something. And I think over time, or I feel over time that like I have a belief that deep down um, that we all want to be in relationship. We all want to be in connection. We all want to be in community. And I have a belief that even the, every single person on this earth deep down has a deep desire to have an impact. Mm -hmm. And so, and so I, it's like, like I wanted to have an impact. I wanted to know that I mattered and and it's for so long, I think many of us are embarrassed to stand up and say, I want to count, I want to have an impact, and I want to leave the world a better place than I found it. Mm. That is beautiful. So you have actually used this that, you know, through your own experience to create a program. Tell us a little bit about your program that you created, because it sounds amazing. Yes. Yeah, so after I did the book and I've done a lot of workshops at Agape, um, Agape Spiritual Center and a lot of other places, I've done different workshops and programs. And so I developed this online course called Mastering the Emotions of Money. And basically it's a 12 week program that takes you through your, your bloodline, what your parents believed, the socialization you received about money, um, starting to look at how gender might've played a role and, looking at our beliefs about rich people, poor people, and, and then really diving into all of the different emotions. Fear is a big motivator um, in a lot of this, and then looking at those fears, and, and then really starting to uh, help people to set up what they actually envision for their future, 
that aligns with their values and, and really to work towards being in integrity so that our actions mm -hmm. match our words and, and really help people to set goals and then actually support them in, in reaching them. I really love that you talked about values because sometimes we draw a, or an in, in integrity too, because sometimes we draw away from what our values are. And sometimes people go into business or doing something like you said, that maybe they're not necessarily drawn to, but maybe their family thinks that's the area they need to go into. And if it doesn't align with the values that you feel, you really, you're, you're almost like torn. Like you want to go over here and do this, but yet your family wants you to do this. So I love that you really incorporate kind of really diving deep and finding out where those sources came from and what can they switch, I'm sure, and change so that they can make a different meaning for maybe what, what those stories are that are inside. Absolutely. And you know, a lot of our life choices we make today were made when we were five, six, and seven, right? Exactly. And not the best person making decisions for our life. Uh, and so it <laughs> might be true. time to go back and have a conversation with that five, six, or seven-year-old and say, hey, let's make some different choices because this one isn't working out so well. Exactly, exactly. I love that. Um, well, um, I always ask my clients, uh, or my clients, I'm so used to saying that. <laughs> I can be I a apologize. client. It's okay. You can tell I actually work with clients too. Um, so I always asked, um, what is the one thing that you can say would have made the biggest transition for you during this time of shift for you? What was something that you can give our listeners that if they're going through maybe a hard time like that, like you went through, what was something that actually helped you get through that? I think the big, the biggest thing for me is, is having an ally. Hmm. And so I think I had a couple of really good friends that I really believed cared about me no matter what I did. And that wasn't necessarily true in my family, at least, at least my belief, um, mm -hmm. that I couldn't really be who I was. And so having a couple of people that just said, you know what, we love you and whatever you do, we just support you. And it's so difficult when you're going through a lot of this stuff, it can get really dark, it can get really overwhelming. Uh, being able to go back to somebody and go, can I just have a hug? <laughs> can, mm. can, can you just like sit with me? Um, they don't need to fix anything, but just let you be. And I think for me, I've been really fortunate that I've had people that have come into my life that have just really been there for me and held me uh, just as I was. I really, really love that because we all need somebody that's on our side, first of all, and we all need people that support us in what we want to do. So finding that person or if there's more than one to mm -hmm. kind of help you and support you through those changes. Really beautiful. Well, Bob, I have just enjoyed so much having you on this show and sharing your amazing story. Is there anything else that you want to share with us uh, before we're done today? Well, I would just encourage people to look at where they are right now. And if they're not happy, then make a choice, make a decision to do something different. You know, the thing I ask everybody when they come and work with me one-on-one -on -one or in a group, I always ask people, are you willing to do the work and are you willing to be uncomfortable? 
because mm -hmm. if you're not willing to be uncomfortable and you're not willing to do the work, we're not going to get very far. But if you're willing to do those two things, life can be super amazing. And the other thing I would say is a lot of times people think, well, if I go for it, um, it's all going to be easy peasy. But the reality is if you stand up and show up and give your voice, people might try to take you down. People might try to silence you. People might judge you. People not, might not be happy for you. Uh, do it anyway. Like mm -hmm. do it for yourself and, and stay with your integrity, stay with your intentions and uh, yeah, show up. I love that. I actually have a little thing that sits right next to my bed and it says, just do it. And then it says, do it now. Right. And I put that there for that very reason, because, you know, you have to do what resonates with you inside and not let other people dictate what you do. And, you know, you don't want to hurt other people, but you also want to be true to who you are. So yeah. I really love that. Thank you for sharing that with us today. Absolutely. And it was such a joy to have you on the show. So thank you, Bob, for well, being so here. Much, Donna. And yeah, I look forward. So we have some, uh, now, Bob, you said that you would give us a code. Yep. Um, Power 20, is that what you said? Power 2020. 2020, okay, Power 2020. And this is on your program to be able yes. to get 20% off. 25%. Of the, 25%. Okay. 25% off of the program. Um, and uh, where can they find that at? You can go to the moneynerve.com. Okay. And uh, the Money Nerve Academy is, is where that course uh, can be found and people can sign up. They can reach out to me via email. All my information on there is on there and they can check it out. And they can also check out my podcast, Money You Should Ask, where people share oh, stories about perfect. money and money beliefs, money blocks and life choice. Perfect. Well, Bob, thank you again. And uh, we'll make sure we put all of that in our show notes too. So they could just click on the link to be able to check you out, check your book out and um, also your program. So thank you again. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. Great right. being here. Take care. You're welcome. My name is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave a review now, and I will give you a free download of my blessed morning. This is something that is worth so much. It's what I use to get past my past, if you know what I mean. Until our next show, thank you again for joining us. This is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow. Thank you.